news, is it not? We will see a victory. And as I was thinking about building the set and just what's been resonating in my own life, there's this word of, of faithfulness and trust just began just to come over and over as I was reading my devotions and whatnot. And I just wanted to, there's a theme in the next few songs that God is faithful. And if you look at the definition of faithful, one of them is steadfast and loyal. And that is God, God is steadfast. When things in our own life seem in turmoil, God is faithful and he will be there, that his promises, and it was just perfect that this week that I walked out, I was at work and I saw a rainbow and I thought, God, you know what? I needed to see that reminder. And then a couple minutes later, I kind of looked back and it was almost like he was putting an exclamation point on it because there's the double rainbow. And I just wanted to just remind you that God's promises, they're true. They are not some story that we read in the Bible. That is the history of his promise to us. And so just meditate on the words of these next few songs, but just know that God is faithful to you and to me. So sing with us. Good. 
Father God, Lord, you are great and you are worthy of our praise today. Father, I just thank you for the reminder this week that your promises that you gave thousands of years ago, they still hold true today. And so Father, wherever we're at, I just pray that we will learn more about you, that we will have that desire to know you more on a deeper level because you love us so much, you're just waiting there for us just to draw near to you. So Father, Lord, I just pray that today our eyes and our ears and our hearts will be open to hear what you want us to hear this morning. Father, we give you the glory and the honor. In your precious holy name, amen. Amen. He's good. Hey, I want to welcome you to our weekend service at New Life. And again, I know during all of this, it's some of you are in our lane one, you're watching this at home. Some of you in lane two, you're doing it with some friends. And I'm so glad that you're, you're participating in this. Now, you may be at home with a cup of coffee. It might be a cold morning and you're just kind of warm and cozy at home. And I'm so glad that you can do that while engaged with this. But here's what I wanna challenge you to do. Even though you may be relaxing your body in this, I want you to be engaging your heart and your soul. Because God doesn't want us just to be spectators, but to really enter in. And this is, I know, a, a challenging time to do that, but it, our faith is something different. Our, our relationship with God is, it's not just about what we watch or, or what we may uh, see or perceive, but it's about taking our heart and connecting with God. And I hope during this time today that you have a chance just to lean into all that God has for you. Well, if you have your uh, phone or mobile device, we'd love for you to go uh, on to our app or to newlifecc.com and see the resources that we have there. I know we say this every single week, but I just don't want you to miss out because these things are there to help you take steps closer uh, to Christ and further in your walk with him. So don't miss out on the Bible reading plans, uh, things for your kids and for, for students. There's opportunities for you. So make sure that you check those out. And again, if, if you can get out the note-taking sheet for today, download that or get it onto your, your uh, phone or your your tablet. Love to have you just join in with that. Also, if you have your Bible, I want you to turn to the book of Genesis chapter 12. Easy to find, very first book in the Bible, uh, Genesis chapter 12, and we're going to dive into that in just uh, just a moment. This is also the time if, if, uh, if you have something that you just need prayer for, make sure you text the word prayers to 30500. And if you'd like to stay up to date with things that are happening around new life, just text the word update to 30500. Also want to encourage you in this moment to, to not miss out on all that God has for you as you live closer to him, as you walk with him and live with open hands. This is your opportunity to, to respond and give back to him through your tithes and your offerings. And while we can't pass a plate around to, into the homes that are, that are watching this, you can through our app or online uh, give that way. You can also mail in, you'll see our address down below. And I hope you'll take the step in 2021 to say, God, I'm going to trust you in every moment with all that I have, with all that I am. And I'm, I'm going to make it my step of faith this year to respond in obedience back to you. And the Bible's so clear on us living that way with, with open hands and responding in generosity to God that he pours out way more than we could ever give. I mean, we just can't outgive God in this, that he responds back with, with blessing and with favor. And so I don't want you to miss out on that. So this is your opportunity to give.
Well, we're in the middle of this series called Direction. And so if you're there in Genesis chapter 12, we're going to jump into that in just, uh, just a moment. So let me ask you this question. Would you consider yourself a risk taker? And I know there's a whole spectrum from that, but do you take risks? I mean, are you willing to take a step out there even when you're not completely sure? Like you just don't know what that step will take you into, but, but you're willing to take it? Is that you? I mean, maybe during this whole year of, of COVID, um, have you been on a Zoom date? Some of you maybe have. That's a little bit of a risk to try that. During this year, did you ask for a raise? Takes a little bit of, of a risk. Did you come to church? For some of you, that's a huge risk, but some of you have taken that step. Did you tear that tag off your mattress? I mean, really decided to live on the edge? Uh, author and pastor Erwin McManus wrote a book called Seizing Your Divine Moment. And he wrote this. He said, what if you knew that somewhere in front of you was a moment that would change your life forever? A divine moment. One where God would meet you in such a way that nothing would ever be the same again. How would you respond? What would you do with it? What do you do when moments come your way? What do you do when opportunities show themselves? Well, that's that step of faith, that, that kind of risky, and I'm going to use that carefully, but that risky move to go, to trust, to follow after God. In this series we've been in uh, just since the beginning of the year, we've been really diving into choosing God's way every day. And starting back a few weeks ago, we laid the foundation for this in that God is way more concerned with who we are and who we're becoming than the particulars of, you know, our address and where we, whether we live here or whether we live there or, or the major we choose in college or, or the job that we have. Wherever you are, and whatever you do, he desires us to be holy there, to be like Jesus in those places. We also looked uh, a couple weeks ago at how God put stop signs in our life to, to guide us and to protect us and to direct us. He does all of those things. Sometimes he has those stop signs there just so that we can slow down. I mean, literally just kind of pull back the RPMs in our life as we just keep going and going and going. Because when we just blast ahead, we often miss new direction and new opportunities that God has for us. And so his stop signs, rather than frustrating us, should be seen as gifts that he has to say, hey, I've got something new for you. It also allows us in those stop signs to rest and to know God. And by the way, if you missed these past few weeks of the series, I would really encourage you to go back and to watch these and to catch up to where we are because all this is so important. They're all critical components of following Jesus and understanding his will and his purpose for each one of us. Now, our key verse in this series comes from Psalm 32. And King David wrote these words and, and he was he was having this kind of dialogue with God. And so in Psalm 32, he's writing God's response back to us. And he says this, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and I will watch over you. God's intentions and God's desire for you and for me are good, 
are absolutely good. He's not trying to evade us or trick us or leave us hanging. And in this series, it may seem at times like we're looking at at competing things. And today's going to be one of those days where you may scratch your head and go, well, Dave, just just a couple weeks ago, you were talking about how one of the ways we find God's direction is is when he tells us to stop, those stop signs, right? And and today, (laughs) we're going to look at how we find God's direction when he says go. And you go, wait, how do we find God's direction in these two kind of competing and opposite things? But it's interesting when you read through the Bible, God is a God of of many different facets, right? He's a God of incredible love and grace. And he's also a God of justice. He is a God who gives us his truth. And he's a God also of mercy. So we see these different places of God. And we see all through scripture where God's clear direction at times for his people is stop, stop, hold on, be still, don't miss me in this. And then other times in scriptures we're see, we see where God, his clear direction is go, move, <laughs> don't look back. It's, it, it's time to move out, even though you don't know what tomorrow holds. And so both of these things are God's direction. And of course, the challenge is us leaning into Christ and seeing how he's moving in this. Over these weeks, we're seeing and reading these stories of people throughout the Bible who stepped in close, trusted God, and they chose God's way every day. And I know sometimes we can look at these people in the Bible and we think, well, of course, of course for them it would work out. Of course for them it was clear. Uh, Of course for them we read stories where angels show up and clearly articulate God's path and God's way. And we sometimes diminish that because we think, well, they're chosen and they're special people. But God's direction is not just for people of the Bible. God says he has plans for all of us. He has direction and purpose for all of us. Paul wrote this in the book of Ephesians. He said, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. He says, I know you, I've got you. You're my masterpiece. And he has done a rework in us, a a renewal of us in Christ Jesus so that we can take these steps of faith that he has had planned for us from the very beginning, way before we were born, way before we ever drew a first breath, way before our parents even knew each other. He had us in mind and he had plans for us and he has always had plans and designs for us. He's had his eye on you and on me and each one of us are part of his grand tapestry, his grand plan and design. And and there are these defining moments that we can choose to neglect or we can choose to lean into. And sometimes that direction and design is to move and to go even when we can't see what's next. It's a step of faith. And that's really the story of the guy that we're going to look at today Uh, Abraham. And we're going to look at Genesis 12, where his name hasn't changed yet. So it's actually Abram. And we're a direct result today of his obedience and his willingness to go, to move, and to follow God. He's called at various times the father of nations. He's called the father of faith. 
And God used his ordinary life to do the extraordinary. And God can do the same thing through you. He can direct you in the same ways, no matter where you've been, no matter the choices you've made in your, in your past. Today is a new day to take a step and boldly follow after him. God called Abraham when he was 75 years old. Now just think about that for a moment. Some of you are watching this and thinking, well, that's pretty young. Some of you are looking at that and thinking, 75 years old, that, that, that's so old. But the truth is, is that no matter what your age is, sometimes we, we tend to think that it's too late for us. And again, that may have to do with our age. It may just have to do with our past. It may have to do with the choices that we have made. Because here's, here's the reality. It's never too late to follow God's leading. It's never too late to follow his direction. It's never too late to make a choice today. Never too late to start again. So if you're there in Genesis chapter 12, uh, I want you to see just kind of the beginning of, of Abram's story that is, that is really so powerful. So we're going to start in verse 1 and just read these first four verses. It says, The Lord said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land. And if you want to follow along, circle that word go. That's an important one. And go to the land that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. Imagine God saying that. Then he says, so, then it says, so Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. So here's the beginning of his journey, the beginning of his story, taking a step of faith, being bold, taking a risk, so to speak. Now, here's the truth about that. Anytime we follow God, it's not a risk because he's got us and he's holding us. But from the outside, it can look a little risky because we don't know where that next step is going to lead us. So I want us to dive into this uh, today uh, and Kind of that challenge of God's direction when it moves past the stop sign to the go. So write this down for number one. God's go is an invitation to trust him. God's go is an invitation to trust him. Look back at Genesis 12 verse 1. Here's that key line. He says, go to the land that I will show you. Now he was living in a place where there was a lot that was going on, and God was moving him out of that. He says, this is not where you belong anymore. There was a lot of different things that was going on. There was idol worshiping going on, all these things that were happening. And he says, I'm, I'm moving you out of that into something new. Some of you have been living in places that you were not meant to live in. Some of you have been living in lands of failure and sin, lands of fear and anxiety, places of pain, places of arrogance and pride and sin and selfishness. And maybe even when it comes to, you know, worshiping, it's, it's not about idols, but maybe you've been worshiping yourself or your relationships or 
your resources or your career or your education or whatever it might be. And the list just goes on and on. And God says, you were not meant to live there and you were not designed and created to worship those gods. And he says, I'm calling you to get up, take a step of faith and to follow me. To take a step of faith and to follow me. Listen to what the Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 5. He said, you groped your way through that murk once, but no longer. You're out in the open now. The bright light of Christ makes your way plain. So no more stumbling around. Get on with it. Take that step of faith. There was a time a few years ago when I was walking through just a really challenging time. And I felt like I just, it was just hard. It was hard trying to find my way through it. I was, I was feeling insecure at the time. There were a lot of things that were just challenging. And when I was walking through that tough season, I had a friend who said something to me that has really stuck with me. And he put it in a baseball metaphor, which was good for me. And he said this, it's like you're going up to bat, just trying not to strike out. What was he saying? I'm, I'm living and I'm moving in fear. It's this place of safety. I, ju I just don't want to make a mistake. I just don't want to do anything wrong. I just, and, and, it, and it paralyzed me. And he says, you, you, it's like you're going up to bat, just trying not to strike out. Rather than, than taking that step to, to try to get a hit, to try to take that step forward. Now, there was a lot of conversation around that, but it really had to do with, am I going to live in a place of fear and safety and truly mediocrity? Or am I going to follow God's leading and trust him, boldly trust him and say, God, I'm going to follow you even though I can't see what's next. Some of you have been living in that kind of fear, trapped in the, the darkness, as that passage says, in, in the, the, the murk and all that. Some of you have been trapped in that murk of what ifs, and it's led you to a place of insecurity and passivity. And at some point, and maybe today's the day, you get up and you take a step. You take the next right step, how God is leading. You take the next right step towards him. For some of you today, that, that step can, can look vastly different. For some of you, your next right step to boldly trust God is to call a counselor. To call a counselor. Because you have some things you, you really need to, to work through and process through to find healing. And if you're not sure where to turn on that, I would really encourage you to call our church office. We have an incredible counselor right here on staff. Her name is Marilyn Schroyer. I'm telling you, uh, if it's not her, she can connect you with, with someone. But uh, maybe the first call is to hear, to say, I, I need to take that step. For some of you, there's a, there's a call, there's a conversation that needs to take place. And maybe your next right bold step of trusting God is to have that conversation or to make that call. For some of you, you've been growing through this incredible year and, and you know that God's inviting you into something more. He's saying, come, come in, come in close. And you've been kind of starting and stopping. You really don't know where to turn. And, and maybe your small next right step is to download the Bible app 
and to start a Bible reading plan and be able to actually day in and day out, a little bit at a time, put God's word into your life. For some of you, the next right step is to go to Celebrate Recovery on Monday night. And you've been fighting it and you don't even know what to expect. And as soon as you start thinking about it, you just feel the, the tension begin to rise in you. But can I tell you, God doesn't want you to live in that kind of fear and that kind of defeat. He's saying, today's the day to move. Today's the day to go. Today's the day to take that bold step. And it's a choice. Just like Abraham in verse four, it says, so Abram departed. God said, it's time to pack up and go. And we see just, just a couple verses later. So Abraham departed. He, he went, he responded. He said yes to what God said, and he acted on the truth. I have to believe that Abram probably didn't even feel it in the moment. There was probably a lot of, you know, anxiety or struggle around the whole thing. Like, what's it going to be? And where exactly do I go? Because God's laying out no map. He's just saying, just pack up and go and I'll direct you. And you think, I can't believe he had that much faith. Can I tell you this? Faith isn't necessarily some big giant spiritual thing. Yes, it has components of that. But can I tell you this? Most often for us, faith is doing the next right thing. It's taking the next small step. You know, around here, our mission is loving people one step closer to Jesus. Those little millimeter steps, those are steps of faith. It's trusting, maybe even it's, it's, it's hoping you can trust that God will be right there at the next step. And he is. Write this down for number two. God's go is an invitation to be free from my past. It's an invitation to be free, finally, from my past. I want you to look at Genesis 12, 4 again. It says, so Abram departed as the Lord had instructed him, right? And we go, yay, good for you. As we just looked in that, in that first point, it's like, it's leaving those, those places. It, it's, it's being bold enough to take that first step. It's so good. Abram departed as the Lord had instructed him. And then these next words, and Lot went with him. <clears throat> Abram is doing it. He's walking the walk. He's made the choice to follow. And he's, he's taking the step. But verse 4 says that Lot went with him. And maybe you're thinking, well, who's Lot? Well, Lot was his nephew. And if you go on reading in Genesis, you're, you're going to see that Lot was involved in a lot of things, interestingly enough, a lot of things that were destructive and hard. And if you go back and you look at verse 1, it says, well, Wait a minute. God says, leave your country, leave your relatives. That's who Lot is. And go to the land I will show you. And you know what happened? Abram compromised. He, he decided, ah, I'm not sure I can do all that. So I'm going to drag a little bit of my past with me. And I'm sure Lot was probably telling him, come on, it'll be great. Just me and you, you and me. It's going to be like a road trip. Come on, it's going to be great. Let's do this thing together. And as you read on in Genesis, you go on to see how much trouble and how many problems came as a result of Abraham bringing Lot with him. And it's the same for us. We want to bring stuff from our old life. and We want to drag it into the new thing that God is doing. 
Maybe because we're too afraid to let go or we think, ah, I can't be any different than that or we think it won't really matter. But I will tell you this, we can't build the new thing on the foundation of the old. We, we can't do, take, step into the, the new things and the new path that God has for us while, while dragging the old behind us. It just, it just doesn't work. It has to be cleared out again. You know, if you're, if you're building something on, on an old site, they don't, they don't try to somehow, you know, hobble it together or let's just pour some concrete over the old foundation. They'll always take it out and restart everything because in that restart, there's strength and there's power and there's a strong foundation. When God gives us new direction and says, go, move, it's a chance for you and me to walk free and forgiven. So let me ask you this. What is it that that you want to drag into the new life that God is bringing? What is it that you keep pulling along with you? Old habits? Old preferences? Your old ways are not giving life to you. That that old you is not not bringing hope and, and purpose and freedom to you. It's, it's taking away from you. Here's what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians. What this means is that those who become Christians, those who choose to follow after Christ, become new persons. They're not the same anymore for the, here it is, the old life is gone and a new life has begun. Abram believed God, but he brought something with him. He held on to the past and it got in the way. So what's getting in the way of you following God in your life right now? What's hindering this new direction God has for you? Are you willing to take a risk? Are you willing to be bold? Are you willing to trust God in this and let go of the past? The third thing is this. God's go is an invitation to put my faith into action. Abram, as I said earlier, is the father of nations and the father of faith. Do you know that Abraham is mentioned more in Hebrews chapter 11, which is often called the faith chapter, than anyone else? His story is relayed more in that chapter than any of the other characters from the Old Testament and the New. He had to have a spotless record, right? You think, I mean, how else is he going to make it there? He had this faith thing down. Nope. Abram had so many I don't know what to call them, faith train wrecks in his life. That sound familiar? Feel like you? I can look back at faith train wrecks in my life. And we sometimes think in those moments, God could never use us. That his purpose and his plan for us is now now derailed forever. That our bad choices will never allow us to see the purpose that God has for our lives. And oftentimes our perspective is simply too narrow. All we see is the mistake. All we see is the moment. All we see is the failure. Abraham doubted God and made mistakes, but his life was marked as faithful. He was called a faithful man because of where he ultimately ended up. But isn't it funny how God can take even our lack of faith and he can teach us and grow us deeper. 
We think the lack of faith, which again, God is trying to move us past, but we think that eliminates us. But it's actually that lack of faith where we learn and where we grow and we're able to go deeper in him. It's like step by step, God is helping him to trust his leading a little bit more. There's a scene a little later in this story of Abraham where they are going into Egypt because that's part of the direction that God had for them. And Abraham is afraid because he knows these Egyptian rulers will see his beautiful wife, Sarah, and he thinks they're, they're going to want her. And so they're going to kill me because they're going to think I'm standing in the way as her husband and they're going to want to bring her in. So he tells his wife, now, I can't even imagine doing this, but he says, just say you're my sister. That, that's all you have to do. That way they won't kill me. And she goes along with the plan and sure enough, it happens. And Sarah gets put into the household and the harem of the Pharaoh until God sends this plague on their house. And Pharaoh ends up bringing, him back, bringing her back to Abraham. But it's like Abraham was so afraid to, to save his own skin that he throws his wife under the bus. It's like, yeah, take her, but just rescue and, and save me. Because he just didn't think God was going to come through. In fact, I would say he was pretty sure that God was going to somehow miss this, that God wasn't going to do exactly what he said. And so he lets all of his past doubts, all of his insecurities, all of his fears taint and color the new thing that God is doing. Have you ever thought that before? That you're not quite sure that God can do what he says? that you're not quite sure that God will come through, that you're not quite sure that he's completely faithful. You're not quite sure that he absolutely loves you. Here's the process that God is working out in us. Philippians 1. And I am sure that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on that day when Christ Jesus comes back again. Faith is believing, not in a process, not in just, I believe because the result came. It's believing in Jesus. It's trusting in God and, and don't miss this, that faith gets expressed in action, in what I do, in taking that, that step to move and to go when God leads. Stepping out of this land you were never meant to live in. Faith is is taking that step into the new place that God has for you. It's described so clearly in Hebrews chapter 11. These are the ordinary people who became heroes because of their faith and their belief. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, What is faith? It is the confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. It is the evidence of things we cannot yet see. Sometimes you can't see it, but God can give you the faith to believe it. Where is it that you need that kind of faith in your life? Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe your finances. Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's an addiction. And you know that God's direction for you is to go, to move, to leave the old behind and to live in the new work that he is doing. And if you're going to be a follower of Christ, if you want to grow in faithfulness, you're going to discover that faith isn't something you study it's something you practice, and it's something that you do. That's how faith takes root and grows in us. So as you look at those 
maybe stuck places in your life. If you look at those places where maybe you feel bound, maybe you would even say you're, you're a slave to those things. When's going to be your moment to trust God and to step out in faith? Because God says, I have more for you. Will you stay in the safe, comfortable places? Or will you trust me and go, God says. Would you bow your heads and let's pray. So in just a moment, I'm going to lead us in prayer. And again, you may be sitting at home. It may feel funny to close your eyes while you still hear this playing through your TV or your computer or your mobile device. It's okay. It's okay. But in this day, when we talk about God's direction being this this new step, maybe for some of you today, the brand new step is to actually put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ. Because you would maybe say, I, I believe there's a God. I believe he's out there somewhere. But you've, you've never taken that, that step to say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord and leader of my life. I want you to wash me clean. I want to I be your follower, your child. And the Bible tells us that when we take that step, we move from darkness to light. And we move literally from spiritual death to life in him. For some of you, this is the day to take a bold step and to go and to move towards Christ. So I'm going to pray this prayer and I'm going to ask you just whether out loud or in your mind, I'd love for you to pray this prayer with me. It's a prayer of salvation. It's a prayer of faith. It's a prayer of new beginnings. So pray this with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for your faithfulness to me. Thank you that you never leave me and you never forsake me. Thank you for going to the cross and paying the price for my sin. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to wash me clean. I ask you to set my feet on a new path. I'm choosing today to be your follower, Jesus, and to put my faith and trust in you. And I pray all this in your name. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this time that we've had together a chance to lean into you and to grow, to see your purpose and your plan, your direction as we choose your way every day. We thank you in your name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today and you took a step of faith, you made a decision to follow after Jesus, I would love for you to text the word decision to 30500 because what you did today changed your eternity. You may not feel any different right now, but the Bible says that you are a brand new creation and God has made a place for you in heaven. And so I just want to send you a quick note back. I want to give you some resources as you take these brand new steps of faith in following after Jesus. So again, text the word decision to 30500. Let me leave you with this uh, from the book of Psalms 143. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for, I, for to you I entrust my life. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord, for I hide myself in you. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. And may your good spirit lead me on to level ground. Hey, thanks for joining us this weekend. Uh, I'm praying for you, praying that you lean into Christ and all that he has for you. So be blessed and be a blessing.